Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. This episode of the Business Bites with Rachel Brinke is going to be a little bit more of a legal talking to because I entered my office, fired up my computer with my coffee in my hand, and I found multiple emails from people who have all had issues in their business, all these solo entrepreneurs or self-employed that end up having issues that they could have remedied had they put major supports in place. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick framework for how you guys can prevent issues because cleanup on aisle four can be extremely expensive and complete time suck and energy suck. Um, You'll be spending your quote unquote off hours focused on trying to put out fires or fix legal issues when you could have prevented them from the very beginning. So I'm going to go over the major supports for you guys. Nice little checklist for you to take and use. The first one is communication to set expectations and resolve miscommunications. Um, Any time that you are interacting with your potential customer or client, you need to have as much communication as possible and as much information, and this is balanced, you don't want to give too much information, but you need to tell them the key information. If you're an e-commerce site, your communication of setting expectations can be done in your terms of use for your website, um, the terms of the purchase as well, which I actually talk about that in episode 15, what should your website terms include. Uh, but if you are in more of a personal services type of business, such as um a let's say like a photographer and you're offering portrait photography services you're going to want to be able to set the expectations with your clients through the use of things like contracts in order for you to be able to be uh, on the same page as your clients things such as how when you should get paid how you're going to get paid when the client's going to receive their Uh, photos, um, walking them through and setting the expectations of how the entire session is going to go from the second they come to you. Uh, So you can look and see what kind of communication tools are available to you to be able to set expectations. One of my recommendations is try to keep all the key information that you want your customer or client to know in relatively one place. Um, I'm not a big fan of sites that have a little bit over here, a little bit over there. Try to condense as much as possible. Again, balance it with the fact that you don't want too much information. For example, on an e-commerce site, you're probably not going to shove all your entire terms into the product description of the product. Um, what you'll want to do in that sense is to have your product listing, have the product description, um, and then you could probably have a tab that includes your website terms, and then perhaps in the footer, and then at checkout, it also refers to that, but it links to a different page. You don't necessarily have to have all that legalese text jammed into there. Um, So it's really, to me, that is putting most of your terms relatively in one place that are easy 
to find. And I feel like the same thing with photography is that you can have like a frequently asked questions page um, or as much information on your site and you could refer to the contracts. Like you don't have to shove it all together and necessarily put your pub contract publicly. Um, that's going to be something when the client gets into you, but you want to give enough of the important information up front. And then when, when they do get to you, you're going to be combining all of that information together relatively in one place. So the next thing is you want to be proactive, um, and that's what really the sentiment of this entire episode is. You need to be proactive um, to extinguish a fire because um, inactivity can throw gas on the fire. And what I mean by this is oftentimes when there's an issue with a customer or a client, um, business owners that who are not necessarily, and I don't mean this in a derogatory manner, but they're not very mature in the sense that they haven't been doing this very long or there's a lot they still don't know. Um, they allow fear to paralyze them, especially when they don't know how to respond to a, uh, a customer issue. And so they just won't do anything at all. Um, and I get that from a legal standpoint, as a lawyer, sometimes it's best for you not to say anything and then to hand it off to a lawyer to take care of if it reaches that point, which I hope it doesn't for you guys. But I find that being proactive, if you realize you screwed up an order, um, to go ahead and tell the customer, hey, uh, we realize we screwed up the order, but here's how we're going to fix it for you. Don't wait for them to find out and then be upset um, because the more actions that have a negative impact, the more it tears down their confidence in you and less likely they're going to refer you. I mean, that can be done on an e-commerce. Say you accidentally send the wrong color of shirt and you end up finding out later. Don't wait until that customer opens up that package. You can send them an email and say, hey, this is what's going on. And then your business policies, you can end up linking in that communication to say, um, Either, you know, you can send the shirt back and we'll send you a prepaid label or you can keep the shirt. We're going to send you the one in the right color. But by being proactive, you're going to be offering customer service and avoiding any potential issues because say that you just send that wrong color shirt, you don't say anything um, and they end up getting it and they end up responding to you. Um, I'm sorry, they end up initiating communications with you and you just kind of sit on it because you don't know what to say, they can end up start getting antsy as a buyer and start opening up disputes with PayPal or chargebacks with their credit card. And once you go down that hole, um, that is a way hole to fall into and it's not any fun. And a lot of times I find that chargebacks and businesses could have been avoided. I actually talk about money chargebacks and the impact they have on small businesses in episode 11. But so far we've gone over communication to set expectations being proactive. And of course, I'm going to throw in here the business formation protection, which I've talked about in previous episodes, but definitely make sure that you are separating out your personal assets from your business assets as much as you can. Um, this is one of those aspects of business that I think you can make a good research into understanding the business formation options, sole proprietor, LLC, incorporation, but definitely um, look at having a small business attorney and or a CPA assist you in making the final determination because they can look at your specific circumstances, what type of business you are, etc. And I talk about uh, when to actually get a small business attorney in episode 16. And I also identify some things in there when I feel like you as business owners don't necessarily need an attorney um, and you're able to do things on your own. But business formation is one of those because I feel like in this day and age where people 
are not hesitant to initiate legal action, say your communication fell apart, you are proactive, but the client just still isn't listening, um, and they end up initiating into legal action, um, your business formation is going to help protect you. Uh, one of the things that I always tell people is you kind of have a uh, protection trinity, if you will. We've got the business formation, uh, we have insurance, and then liability insurance, um, and that depends on obviously what you're offering or providing, and then your contracts, which is essentially the communications that we talked about a little bit ago at the top. Uh, but I also want to note in here, though, is that we want to have contracts whenever we have some type of services that requires contracts. And I know you probably wouldn't necessarily have a quote-unquote contract or an e-commerce site, but that is actually going to cross over to the website terms because that's an illegal agreement as well. But definitely have, if you can, the business formation protection so your personal assets are separated out, but also to try to have a contract to establish your relationship, you outline your expectations, like we talked about a little bit ago, and also to identify a resolution method. I think this is really important, especially if you're offering more personalized services. You might be a business coach or uh, photography services, whatever it may be. There's a whole plethora. We'd be here all day if I listed them all. But having a resolution method within the confines of that contract also helps to manage not just the cost and time and energy into resolving a matter, but it makes it cleaner and easier because you know exactly what's going to happen. The client knows what they can initiate or what you can initiate if you need to to resolve a matter. So... I don't teach legal protection layers for nothing. My gain is actually super minimal from this teaching. Uh, besides the fact that I do help with business formation stuff, I don't make anything on insurance. I don't make anything by telling you guys to be proactive. My entire goal with all of this type of tips is to make sure that you guys are focused on preventing issues up front um, and getting all of that in place so that if there should be an issue, you are more insulated from liability as much as possible. So I, I really don't want all your hard work as a small business owner to be in vain. So please, please set these things into your budget and plan. Um, I, I just, I, I'm going to get on a little rant here. Stop buying the QC stuff or flat lays, over investing in protection. Stop messing around and thinking you're going to get to this. Stop dropping $5 at a big name coffee joint for the sake of an Instagram photo when you could have saved that to help support your business. Um, I mean, stop putting these non-priority items over prevention and protection tools. As a business owner, I am not a fan of litigation. It sucks the life, time, money, and energy out of you. But even if you never get to court, the mere action of having an upset client or customer or receiving letters from their lawyer or having to go through a resolution process can kill your business. I mean, I'll even be as dramatic as to say it can kill your soul. <laughs> it can suck the life out of you, um, or at least it can feel that way. Uh, and how do I know this? Because I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it happen to business owners who are stuck dealing with the junk that could have prevented all the things we just talked about, uh, but they didn't set up the um, measures in place to make sure that they were protected. So I encourage you guys to go through this nice little checklist and try to stick it into your budget to invest in. I actually talk in episode 14 a bit 
about six budget areas that small business owners forget to include. So cross over to that. And also I give tips in that episode of how to plan and save. So you can do all of these protection measures that I just talked about. So guys, please, 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 please stop with the coffee cups and the flat lays unless you know that you have everything together because I am so sad in seeing businesses stumble underneath the weight of having issues of things that could have been prevented from the very beginning. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools, or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.